Hey everybody, how are you? Happy Monday. Welcome back to the Highly Spiritual Person podcast. I am Camille Elizabeth. I am your spiritual awakening midwife. <laughs> Let's heal some religious trauma. Let's work on building our own unique spiritual path. Um, just as I was getting set up to record today, um, I was trying to do some audio tests and I have a pond uh, outside my house um, that's beautiful. I love it. And there's all kinds of beautiful uh, ducks and cranes and geese that hang out there. And they are extremely noisy today. So if you hear geese honking in the background, <laughs> that's why. Um, unfortunately, I don't have control over um, nature in that way. So I can't make them be quiet, nor should I. They're allowed to be out there. So... It is what it is. <laughs> um, so this week I wanted to talk about something that has been on my mind for a very long time. Um, maybe you could you could have already guessed by the title of this episode. So one of the biggest struggles I had early on in my spiritual journey was trying to reconcile these two seemingly opposite parts of who I am. I have a feeling many of you will probably be able to um, relate to what I'm going to describe. These two parts of me are the everyday, normal, mundane part. And the other part is the spiritual, mystical, magical part of me. Let me explain further. Um, you know, I don't live in an ashram um, or like a yurt <laughs> somewhere. I don't wear a pointy hat or long robes. I don't lurk at the edge of the village mixing potions, right? I have a normal corporate job. Um, I'm married. I'm a mom. I have a dog. I go to brunch sometimes. Um, all the everyday normal stuff. And yet, I also have this other part of me that is deeply introspective and spiritual. And sometimes I have mystical experiences, sometimes I have transcendent experiences, sometimes I have magical experiences and, and synchronicity. And for a very long time, I didn't think I was allowed to be both things. I didn't think I was allowed to be a corporate professional working in business operations and someone who talks to their spirit guides and does shamanic journeying, for example. I didn't think I was allowed to be this kind of just mild-mannered, um, is mild-mannered really the best way to describe me? I didn't think I was allowed to be this, you know, just woman living in the suburbs uh, and an energy healer, right? I didn't think I was allowed to be a spiritual writer and a mom. I didn't think I was allowed to be all of those things together. I think there's this misconception that if you're walking on a spiritual path, that that's all you're allowed to be. And that's all you're allowed to show to the world. Or you're supposed to like cloister yourself somewhere like like a nun or a monk, like you have to live some ascetic life or, or only speak in poetry or something, right? Or you have to live some kind of wild life in nature untamed without bounds, right? We don't really see people who live in both worlds fully. We don't see that in media a lot. We don't really see it depicted. We see spiritual people kind of depicted as like weirdos that are, um, 
kind of living in the fringes and they speak odd and they can't connect with, you know, the everyday, right? But the more that I stepped onto this path and got deeper into my spiritual awakening, I realized that what I was, that the way I was living was actually the norm. Normal people are spiritual too. Regular people have mystical experiences. Professional people have magical experiences. Moms, dads, parents have transcendent experiences. All kinds of people, you name it. In fact, the more I started pondering this and looking into the stories of famous mystics and famous saints who have lived these lives, um, they're just, you know, we see them as miraculous and unique. But I mean, did you know that these most of these people were just regular people? Regular people who experienced amazing things. So a few examples. Anita Mirjani. She was dying from cancer, uh, fell into a coma, and doctors literally gave her hours to live. And she ended up having a near-death experience, or an NDE, as people call it. This is what she says about entering this near-death experience. Quote, I continue to sense myself expanding farther and farther outward, drawing away from my physical surroundings. It was as though I were no longer restricted by the confines of space and time, and I continued to spread myself out to occupy a greater expanse of consciousness. I simultaneously experienced a sense of joy mixed with a general, generous sprinkling of jubilation and happiness. And then she continues on later, quote, I felt all my emotional attachments to my loved ones and my surroundings slowly fall away. What I can only describe as superb and glorious unconditional love surrounded me, wrapping me tight as I continued to let go. It didn't feel as though I had physically gone somewhere else. It was more as though I'd awakened, perhaps finding, perhaps finally being roused from a bad dream. My soul was finally realizing its true magnificence. And in doing so, it was expanding beyond my body and this physical world, unquote. So in this NDE, she has an out-of-body experience and was met by her father, who died 10 years earlier, and her best friend, who died three years earlier. And they both told her she should return to her body. I recommend you read her her full story. I'm kind of glazing over some very intense parts. Um, she has a TED Talk and, and several books. Um, you know, she encapsulates all of this as, you know, love yourself fully. That's your purpose. That's what you're here to do. That's the quote, one of the quotes on her websites. Um, she was a regular person. She is a regular person. You can still, you can follow her work right now. And she experienced something truly, truly miraculous and groundbreaking. Another example, another person who is alive and well today, Jonas Elrod. He is a person who was living a completely typical life. Uh, I think he grew up in Georgia, I want to say. And one day he woke up and he could see auras and angels and spirits and demons and all kinds of stuff. Um, so as you can imagine, that's pretty jarring. <laughs> so he goes on this journey, talking to all kinds of people um, to figure out what it all means. Um, really great documentary on this, um, that he directed called Wake Up. I highly, highly recommend it. It's very, very good. Um, it was really helpful, um, to me when I, I started on my spiritual journey. 
Um, but he's another example of a normal person who is just going about his life and he starts experiencing the spiritual in a different way. And guess what? He's still, he's a filmmaker. He's a director and a writer. He's still living a normal life. Uh, Byron Katie. So you might, you might've heard of Byron Katie. She's a very well-known writer and spiritual teacher. She's best known for the work, quote unquote, the work. Um, the work is a four question inquiry, um, that's meant to basically reveal truth, um, to yourself, truth that you have within you. So, um, her awakening story is very unique because she was actually in a halfway house. And I'll, I'll quote what she says, quote, one morning I woke up, I had been sleeping on the floor as usual. Nothing special had happened the night before. I just opened my eyes, but I was seeing without concepts, without thoughts or an internal story. There was no me. It was as if something else had woken up. It opened its eyes. It was looking through Katie's eyes and it was crisp. It was clear. It was new. It had never been here before. Everything was unrecognizable and it was so delightful. Laughter welled up from the depths and, and just poured out. It breathed and was ecstasy. It was intoxicated with joy, totally greedy for everything. There was nothing separate, nothing unacceptable to it. Everything was its very own self. For the first time, I, it, experienced the love of its own life. I, it, was amazed. Unquote. Very interesting story. I also recommend reading um, the full count of that spiritual awakening. That's just a, a small excerpt of it, but kind of shows you how there was a huge paradigm sh shift for her, right? There are so many people like this. I could go through just countless people. So other names you might know without going into depth. Uh, St. Teresa of uh, Avila, famous mystic, famous Catholic saint. Ramdas, previously known as Richard Alpert, Dr. Richard Alpert. You've probably heard of him as well. Carlos Castaneda, The Four Agreements, uh, William James. He wrote uh, the varieties of religious experience. He experienced a, a deep uh, spiritual awakening. Joan of Arc, probably heard of her, you know, kind of iconic. Um, Eckhart Tolle, uh, the Apostle Paul. <laughs> <laughs> from the Bible, he was known as Saul of Tarsus uh, before he had his awakening on the road to, uh, to Damascus, um, where that light from God came down, if you believe the legend. Um, but my point is, all of these people were normal people, living normal lives, and then they woke up, if you will. But, you know, what actually, what actually changed there for all of these people? I mean, in my view, it's their perspective changed. They experienced a shift and started to see the world and their place in it differently. They started to see the nature of the world, the nature of the universe, the nature of life differently. But they didn't stop being human after their awakening, after that shift. Did they rise into the clouds and disappear? No. I mean, I didn't. And most people I know haven't. <laughs> No, <laughs> all of these people, after their spiritual awakening, after starting to see the world in a new way, after starting to go down this path, however you want to put it, had to continue living in a human body and living a human life, a normal, regular human life, just like you. Yeah, 
going to work, raising kids, being in community, washing the dishes, doing the laundry. Even for those who, you know, went on grand pilgrimages and and journeys, which some of them did, they still had to experience the ordinary everyday parts of human life. We just don't hear about it, right? They still had to eat. They still had to sleep. They still had to use the bathroom, fill out paperwork, wait in line for things go to jobs, earn money, you know, live. They were normal, regular, and spiritual. They experienced the wonder of the universe and the mundane. What I'm trying to say is you don't have to split yourself in two. You don't have to bifurcate into the spiritual you and the professional you. Or the spiritual you and the parent you, or the spiritual you and the entrepreneur, the spiritual you and the community member, the spiritual you and the delivery driver, plumber, receptionist, whatever, whatever way, whatever you do or however you see yourself, you can merge both parts of yourself together because there really is no separation. Everything is spiritual and everything is mundane. Everything is spiritual and everything is mundane, including you, including everything in this world and everything in this universe. Everything is spiritual and everything is mundane. I love a good paradox, right? I love a good paradox in the morning. (laughs) My challenge for you, you know, actually, I don't like the word challenge. Everything is a challenge now. I really, I, you know... You see people like dancing on TikTok and it's like the dance challenge. Like, okay, I don't like the word challenge. Invitation. All right, it's going to be an invitation. (laughs) How about that? My invitation for you this week is to embrace the ordinary, embrace the mundane, embrace the typical. Because like I said, it's actually all spiritual. It's all magical. It's all mystical. Just the fact that we're here and we're able to even ponder these things is a miracle. The fact that we're even able to have these conversations like this is a miracle. The, the, just the fact that we're able to experience the wonder of this, is, it's a miracle. And I think we're taught to ignore the hidden magic in our everyday lives. We wait for those really cool mystical moments, the synchronicities, the moments of oneness, the feelings of transcendence, that feeling when you feel connected to the universe, your higher self, God, oneness, uh, your higher self, your spirit, God, whatever, right? We wait for those big moments, the big psychic hits or the channeling or the mediumship. I love all of those moments. I love spiritual highs. I love those moments when it feels like we break through the the veil, right? But this week, can you find magic in the normalcy in your life, in the mundane moments? Can you experience wonder and the mystical there? The moment you wake up in the morning or when you're brushing your teeth or driving to work or getting your kids ready for the day, can you find magic in the morning meeting at work? That one might be hard. (laughs) Or at the grocery store. Can you start to see that you're allowed to be the whole you, the complex you? Can you start to welcome and back and embrace all of the different parts of you? 
And can you forgive whoever lied to you and said you couldn't be the multidimensional you? Can you start to heal? Can you start to heal? HighlySpiritualPerson.com. That is the blog, the website, and you can find the podcast there as well. You can also follow me on Instagram at Highly Spiritual Person. If you click the link in my bio, you'll find links to all of my stuff, uh, where to subscribe to the podcast, uh, my website, and all of my other fun links, including the spiritual store. Um, energy healing sessions are open again. Um, you can find the link there to the spiritual shop, and you can find the links to all of my books. Um, thank you all for listening. I hope you felt inspired by this week's episode and I will speak to you next week. Bye.